Matt. What is this? Welcome to Interior This Should Work, a podcast where two engineers inadequately design the infeasible. Because this, was, this is what engineers do, right? They sit around and they, they think of weird ideas. Why not make a podcast out of it? Okay. You ready? Totally ready. We are we are alive and back at it. Um, another episode of In Theory This Should Work, the podcast where two engineers inadequately designed the infeasible. Uh, again, we're going without Pete, but I am very pleased to welcome my my great great friend Stephanie Valarezo. Hi. Uh, have are you nervous? Um. I don't want to look like an idiot, but hopefully we can engineer something <laughs> oh, really cool. <laughs> oh, have no fear. You will. You're already on the podcast. That's that's mostly. I know. I like passed the first test. Yeah. Right? Um, how you doing? Really good. Yeah. I'm excited to do this. Yeah. Have Thanks you for inviting me on. Thanks for coming. I think um, so. You are like the second guest of like the rebooted version. Ooh. Um, but so I just recorded last night. But I think. The audio files were corrupted, so I think you're going to be the first guest of like the new era. Wahoo! So you're the first voice that our hundreds of thousands of listeners, probably <laughs> millions of, <laughs> of listeners, um, have heard, and it's been like six months. So it's, oh, it's a I'm big, so it's a big deal. But I'm glad I got you. Pushed out some serious guests. Bill and I wanted to be on. I had to push him. God. Um. So have you listened to the podcast before? I have. Okay. I listened to the first episode and thought it was great. Uh, so great that you didn't listen to the second <laughs> one. <laughs> that great. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but do you like podcasts in general? I do. Yeah. Um, I definitely love to listen to them on the way to work and yeah. on the plane. Great. Yeah. Are you going to listen to this one after it's done? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I, I like to, you know, push the envelope and try to think about yeah. new things. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for the people who don't know you, um, you want to say a little bit about your background? Sure. So I grew up in the Northern Virginia area okay. and we know each other from soccer. Okay. So that's a wonderful connection we have. Um, I studied engineering in school. I was uh, inspired by... Actually, I tore my ACL when I was in high school, and so I became fascinated with the human body and okay. wanted to be the first engineer to, you know, operate on my own leg at one point. So, okay. Have you done that yet? No, not yet. But so your career is a failure. Still working <laughs> on it. It's still early on. Okay. Yeah, so that's actually what got me to study biomedical engineering okay. when I was in school. Very cool. Yeah. Um, since graduating, um, you worked at a small company doing yeah. biomedical stuff so i was actually doing healthcare. um so i was at a small startup and we were trying to get a health insurance plan up and running so um that's when i started to lean more towards business and now i'm going to be doing uh analytics for okay. ibm so, but is it yeah. still okay we don't have to give them free publicity okay, <laughs> to those corporate <laughs> fat cats until they pony up the dough but uh, yeah. okay but so now you're more on the application of getting said resources out and making improving them and exactly okay. um honestly i just am really passionate about um solving problems and using data in smart ways so okay. yeah i'm kind of doing that at my new job too that's how much has changed since since our last episode i've switched jobs we've got a brand new presidency we're not going to turn this into a political podcast but things have changed i mean think about six months ago 
Yeah, it um it definitely makes us think about our role in the world as engineers. Right. And uh Very true. you know, we have a lot of problems and how can we use our skills to solve them yeah. in good ways. So Yeah. Science, yeah. engineering, tech, all related. Yeah. March for Science coming up April twenty second. April twenty second. Yeah. Okay. So um you know, kind of each of these episodes I try to tailor the ideas towards my guests and the strengths that they have in their background and stuff actually came up with both these episodes. So I'm I'm pretty pumped. I think I'm gonna do my best to let her do most of the talking, failing at that so far, but hopefully that'll change as we go. Um, so our first idea, um, let's talk about diet. Um, so I, w- I would, I think I'm pretty conscious about my diet. Um, would you say you're the same? Yeah, um, I think it's always a, an evolution. You know what. What do we need to put into our bodies right. to feel best? Yeah. Right. Um, but we probably have totally different diets. Yeah. yeah. Probably not totally different. Um, but but that's okay, right? Because I think that's I think that's actually a really good point. We you know on a, a typical weekend we might be doing the same activities like playing soccer right. and going to the gym know, and hanging out with friends right. and then we actually put in very different things into our bodies. That is probably. true. Yeah. What's your what would you say is like an average breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you? So an average breakfast would be like a three-egg omelet with Whoa. some spinach and like ham. You make this before you go to work? Yeah. How early do you wake up? Uh, probably like 6.30. Okay. It's a very packed morning. Okay. That is... Okay. Do you go to the gym in the morning? No. Okay. You go later. Just go go to work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you do and that. And I have to have a coffee too. Okay. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So it's a latte okay. with like honey and stuff okay. <laughs> i'm so elaborate and yeah. pretty anal about what i eat okay okay um lunch lunch is usually like a salad with like a protein so maybe chicken or beef like okay i'll probably cook that once a week and then have that for lunches okay. throughout the week do you pretty much always bring lunch to well you travel at times for work yeah so anywhere that i am i still try to stick to the same salad mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. dinner? Dinner is like rice with veggies okay. and another protein. That seems very conscious. So, yeah. You're, I think you do it the right way because they definitely say those like quack scientists say like you should eat a, 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 a healthy breakfast, a heavy breakfast, right? Yeah. That's where you want to like start your day right. I rarely do that. I've been getting better. I just like, I'm so rushed in the morning. So, uh, what do you have? Usually we have like these little like breakfast protein bars at work. I'll have one of those, or if I have time, I'll make some instant oatmeal. Okay, so <laughs> good. You have you like yeah, it's load up nothing. on your carbs in the morning, and then I do um, I do for lunch. I mix it up. Um, sometimes it's kind of just where people at work are going. Um, okay, so either so salad, yeah, usually yeah. So either salad or there's like this little. We always go to like these same like three like. They're almost like cafeterias that are okay. nearby. Um, some place that was pretty good, like Mexican food. So I'll send up yeah. like a burrito bowl. And then for All right. So again, carbs, some greens and protein. Yeah. And some beans. Of that. It, it depends a lot on what, how I'm feeling. Like if I've, if I know that I've eaten poorly, I'll definitely go lighter. Okay. Especially so like on Mondays, I feel like I always eat like, I'm just like, give me a bed of lettuce and, and a fucking smidgen of balsamic vinaigrette. Oh, good. Yeah, the uh, weekend yeah, hits. I need to get the weekend out of me. But yeah. um, And then for dinner, um, 
sometimes just like a salad for that. I don't know. I feel like you're much more consistent. I'm not. I'm not super consistent. But yeah, I, like I, I talk of a good talk too. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never had a three-day download in my life. Some, no, some days it's just like, well, I'll just have my coffee in the morning, right. and then I'm starving by lunch, yeah. and then like I don't have enough energy by like 4:30 p.m. Yeah. Does your and, Does your office yeah. have a lot of snacks? No, we ours. have like a vending machine. Okay. Ours is just loaded. Yes, startup life. It's, it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely dangerous. But God, um, you're so lucky. Yeah, it's sweet. Uh, okay, so how do we even get down this rabbit hole? Um, basically, the point is that um, everyone always reads about like the next diet tip or the next diet trend, but in reality, it's there's no one diet fits all. One person can probably have like ten different diet routines, and all of them would be healthy for them. Um, and there's definitely certain trends that people shouldn't be following based on their body types or based on their daily activities or what they want or what their goals are right yeah. so the rocky's very healthy but if i dropped nine thousand calories a day i would be fat very quickly right yeah absolutely right? even if it's nine thousand calories of like you know zero percent fat beef and rice and fruit all day <laughs> whatever he eats um so you want to make kind of a better way in which people can help find the right diet for themselves yeah Is that right? exactly i mean so I'm sure everyone has this moment where, you know, you, you're you trying to get through the day and you don't have enough energy mm-hmm. um, to, you know, finish out your work day or you're like working out and all of a sudden you want to like vomit mm-hmm. just because you haven't put enough food into you. Right. Um, so that's kind of like always been my thought of like, what are the things that I need to put into my body so that I feel good mm-hmm. um, and don't like gain weight and stuff. So um, just touch your... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, right. we, we, we added yeah. that out or not so. or we just leave <laughs> malfunctions <laughs> like that in so yeah so um, I think like after, there's always like a new article coming out mm-hmm. like do I eat low fat do I eat like normal fat um, do I lessen the amount of eggs that I eat right. because I go through like at least a dozen eggs in the span of three days so you know mm-hmm. like people are like yeah that's a lot of cholesterol uh-huh. so you know what's that balance right. that you make yeah or there's like the carb free diet or the or the super high protein diet right. or you know the the raw foods paleo right. side mm-hmm. um and like whenever you switch up your diet as well you're also going to have this kind of lag of am i feeling good right. you know i'm sure like when whenever you cut out a lot of carbs you're not going to have a lot of energy just because that's what we derive energy All from right. okay yeah very cool. Okay, that's, so that's where the, B, so, the BME kicks so, in. So okay, so you're you're basically suggesting, um, you know, there's all these things that influence diet, and this is kind of how we change diets. But are you seeing this as like a model that people input into, like yeah, so you, like basically a website where you could go to and type in, this is you know, budget. This is what I want to do. This is my height, weight. Um, those are kind of normal things, but what else needs to go in as an input to this model? Yeah, so, I mean, let's start thinking, like, all right, where do I live? Am I getting a lot of sun exposure during the day? Oh. So does that mean that I'm getting all the vitamin D that I need? Oh, God. And vitamin I D is something that. that <laughs> okay. So, like, it's the winter right now here mm-hmm. in, like, you know, the Virginia, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot less sun exposure. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean? Like, if we're 
during the summer we're going to get a lot of energy just because we're outside and we're getting that vitamin D but now that we're in the winter should I be having a lot more like vitamin D supplements and what's the right supplement that I should be taking and when should I take that you know there's like a lot of science behind all right um, let's say I'm cramping up during my workouts a lot because I'm a sprinter and I want to make sure that I'm you know doing well in my workouts when should I be having like an extra banana during the day okay does that like impact me so let's like even take a step back from like simple height weight let's look at your the amount of muscle that you have um can we make those kinds of measurements accessible to regular everyday people so you know i don't have time to go down to to gw like to a university and get studied yeah exactly right so okay so going back to your last one um because i feel like all right, so apparently we get energy from the sun, which I just learned that in the last 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, we're all solar-powered. Basically. <laughs> um, how much energy do we get from the vitamin? Put it in terms of, like, one granola oh, bar like a, uh, <laughs> oh. two granola bars. Like, so... Let's say we're outside in the sun for, like... Yeah. Like, we're just chilling outside. So, like, for the summer, you would need to have about 20 minutes of sun exposure with, like, no sunblock on. Mm-hmm. And that is the amount of vitamin D that you need for in order to da- have, like... daily? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what... But it's but it's different during the winter because the sun is, no, you know, yeah, our, the earth is tilted right. a weird it's, way. and so it's not as strong. Yeah. I got you. I, I kind of know some of that stuff. There um, you go. That's where the yeah. rocket science yeah. comes in. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, so what else? Um, so let's see. Other stuff is like, how much antibiotics do you take during the year? Like, Do you get okay. sick a number of times? Mm. And does that affect, like, one of the biggest parts or, of your body that we don't talk about is the other organ, which is your all the bacteria that are in your intestines. That's Ugh, literally gross. like... We're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, we literally have, like, 8 billion bacteria in our intestines, stomach, everything else. And that's part of, like, our system. Gross. <laughs> yeah, it's gross, but it makes your, yeah. you know, it makes your body work. So, yeah. you know, after you take antibiotics, how long does it take for your body to normalize and get back to, you know, its, you know, regular system equilibrium? Okay. So would that, that would also impact diet? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if, if on your calculator you say, all right, I've been taking antibiotics over the past, you know, mm-hmm. I took it once during the winter. How much probiotics should I be taking? Okay. Do I need to have like natural yogurt or should I have some kombucha this weekend? Like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see. All right. So antibiotics. Um, what about anything like ethnicity? Is that ever important? Yeah. It... So um, spicy foods make your, you know, your, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> obviously make your intestines and everything else a little bit. I know if you've probably had some really spicy food, it hurts mm-hmm. going in and then sometimes coming out out, but it like it really does help actually make your flow okay um better (laughs) okay (laughs) makes you poo more (laughs) well put (laughs) which is is really which is really important so like all right if if i tend to have more spicy foods Mm -hmm. um as opposed to someone who doesn't like to Mm -hmm. you know likes their food bland then but that's not that's not ethnicity that's still like just dietary oh dietary oh so like yeah, so people, um, you know, have celiac disease. So, um, so that's typically more of like a Caucasian. Okay. Um, okay. 
thing. Okay. So, you know, having allergies to gluten. So how does that affect how, what kind of carbs you're going to have? And uh, carbs in general just have like, not carbs, but um, things like wheat mm-hmm. and milk, mm-hmm. things that have um, lactose in them, they generate an inflammatory response in your body as well. So like, that's another thing. Let's say you have allergies at, in the springtime because you have a lot more wheat in your diet or lactose that would actually like bring your system down so you wouldn't be able to fight the allergen as well as you could okay so you said a lot there that i didn't quite get but so it's like all right hopefully someone um, caught what's going on with that sentence no so like let's say um you know you know you normally have your body is able to fight an infection but if it's fighting off things like the wheat that you're putting into your body or the lactose from your you know, milk or cheese, mm-hmm. then it's not going to be able to fight the infection that comes in. Okay. Just think of like an allergen, like okay. pollen, the same way. Right. Okay. Okay. I got that. So realistically, I mean, so to, to make this wide access, this would have to be a kind of electronic model that someone like this one, we couldn't make this in such a way that had like physical measurement just because not many people are going to have access to it. Yeah. Um, and so you're, you will have some error in your model because people aren't going to, you know, when you're self-measuring yourself and then typing it into a website or whatever. But realistically, like how many input variables would someone need? Like, Yeah, um, let's see. So starting from the base, like, you know, your, your basic height, weight, um, let's talk about like resting heart rate. That's okay. a pretty good sign of how, you know, how in shape how you might be. You are. Okay. Um, then you could say, um, how much activity do you do on a normal basis? Okay. That way we know what your resting um, caloric intake, like how much, how many calories you actually need to just okay. so, exist. So, but how would you make that? What would be the so? How much activity do you do a day? Like how how would you quantify that? Um. So. Let's see. Do you like I think hour, you could say, hours of activity? Yeah. In brackets. Yeah, hours of activity is you know like a medium. Running, working yeah. out, sprinting, playing soccer. Do you walk to the train station oh, in the morning? Do you right. sit in your car in right. the morning? Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you think people? Do you think these models already? These models must already exist, right? In, um, in ways. So in certain ways, I think I've. I've gone through, and the thing is they don't think enough outside the box of, mm-hmm. like, past activity and actually thinking about uh, what are the things that you can put into your body. So it's a, it, it might tell you, all right, you need, like, 2,400 calories, mm-hmm. but that could be, like, 2,400 calories in just straight right. protein mm-hmm. or fat or carbs, but it doesn't tell you, oh, you actually need to go and find these vitamin D tablets um, that are, like, really gotcha. cheap or... Let's say you're not so having enough fruit. So you think the outputs are too generic? Yeah, as, they're as not. Well as inputs, probably. Yeah, they're not easy enough for me and you. I don't know how many carbs are in a, a cup of rice or in a cup of pasta. Okay. Or so you think that would be that would be if you're a design system that would be the output where it's like, here is a example diet, and it could just kind of like, let's say it was able to. We had some engine. Your you know your company's analytic engine spits out. Um, you need as many carbs, protein, fat, sugar, yeah, whatever, whatever. And, and then, then think of it even further. Like, let's say you have a, a set of IKEA plates at home, mm-hmm. and it actually draws out a diagram on the plate that says, oh. "All right, this is how much green beans you need tonight," right. or this is how much, um, you know, uh, beef or something that you need. You could 
you know, do something like that. Okay. There's like a, a diagram because that's an even, yeah. you have to make this foolproof. Right. As we right. know from designing any system, right. this needs to be. That's true. Very true. <laughs> um, do you think also the algorithm could probably spit out like, like there's not just one combination that will meet your diet. Exactly. There's, there's infinite. So you could spit out example, like five or 10 different, like, all right. So to meet this for today, you know, you could have steak yeah. and eggs or you could have exactly chicken so and eggs or you can have even better if we were actually able to see like do a quick scan of your refrigerator and actually tell you, or oh, your pantry and nice. and then at that point you put in all right i actually have like you know a box of quinoa that i haven't mm. used in forever because you know i don't feel motivated to cook yeah. it but i do a scan and it's like oh i could actually get all my carbs and protein that i need for this meal nice. mix it with like the tomato that's about mm. go rotten in my refrigerator and then you can actually have better food use definitely that would kind of go that that's almost like beyond internet of things because internet of things yep. almost connects like doesn't really well i don't really know that well but does it so internet of things would have like all the sensors that like tell you what whatnot, what's in your refrigerator have to kind of connect into your personal into diet your diet recommendations yeah. and then there's an awesome app right, right there so it's yeah internet of things and people yeah yeah all right i think we'll be rich let's start it <laughs> let's do it let's hang up on the pod um, okay well that was the first idea wow we're already at the 20 minute mark but that's fine um it'll be a little longer episode um so like my other guest um actually you're the first guest that we've had on this podcast that is not an aerospace engineer yay okay branching out past the rocket yeah, scientists exactly um so aerospace you know, in in college is very similar to, say, mechanical, where it's like, and I think a lot of engineering share kind of a common core. Would yeah. you say, what was your course, what was, your, what was it like going through college? What classes did you take? Did you yeah. take a lot of, like, biology and LSNA classes? So the way I equate, or the way I think about engineering, especially as uh, biomedical, um, we have the same level of course, core classes. We have, you know, your physics, your chemistry, um, math, and all your calculuses, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some some programming in there, mm -hmm. and then we take systems and controls as well. So okay. you're yeah. thinking about inputs and outputs, yeah. and how can we manipulate the variables mm -hmm. to make sure we get the desired output. Mm -hmm. So the way we take it for engineering is, if you think about any system within the body, it also has very similar things: okay. inputs, outputs. So if we think about the blood flow throughout the body, let's say you eat something, mm -hmm. a lot more blood is going to flow to your stomach because your stomach needs that blood. It takes it away from your muscles. So okay. I'm sure you, as any other person, has right. tried to eat a lot and tried to go and do some exercise afterwards. Right. And you end up feeling like you want to vomit. Yeah. So it's literally that, okay. that your like, body is in a okay. weird state and needs to have that blood in one place. So Gotcha. Um. Yeah, if you think about anything within the body, like the circuitry that your body has, um, the way nerves transmit um, signals, mm -hmm. that's literally electricity right there. Right. If you think about your heart and how it's able to pump so many times in your life, that's literally also electricity going from one particular node mm -hmm. and then traveling through the ventricles and then pumping out blood based on that. So, yeah. Cool. I mean, like... The body is like the perfect system when you think about it. So it's just you, like, so it's and you it's more or less a 
but it's not a closed system because obviously all the inputs like food and stuff or sunlight. Yeah, yeah I mean, but I guess like or with do you any treat more as a closed system. Yeah, with any engineering, you have to think about things in terms of a closed system so that you can study it and yeah. study like the inputs okay. and outputs. So like you break it down, like what's um. Like, again, for the circuitry of nerves, you also have to break down the system mm-hmm. and, like, think about, like, one particular nerve as opposed to all of them working in conjunction, so. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Any regrets about going into, into BME? Um, no regrets. I think that, like, any engineering, it's, like, it teaches you a way of thinking about mm-hmm. problems right. and gives you, like, a process-oriented, mm-hmm. you and you, like, just break down almost anything in life. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. No regrets. I agree. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on to our second topic, um, which also you thought of, and that is a, and we can kind of, even though it's a major topic, you honestly brought two, like, 1A ideas, but um, <laughs> we want to talk about hospital design, and you think they need to be modernized. Well, yeah. first of all, before we start, is this being done throughout the U.S. or anywhere else in the world? So, the only... So the what I was thinking about is overall hospitals have evolved and haven't necessarily taken the um, patient's health in mind. Um, so okay. if you think about, you know, when you walk into a hospital and just how disorienting it is, even from the get-go, mm-hmm. that's obviously not the feeling that you want going into right. a hospital. So you're saying it's like chaotic. Yeah. Okay. You know, people are running right. left and right. And so it's like negative, negative effects yeah okay. really sterile from the right. from the beginning yeah do you think it would be beneficial to have like almost like closed off transport hallways so that because people are i mean people are running not just because they want to run like they have to get to places <laughs> yeah um so a faster but more collected transportation system yeah actually that would be so if you think about patients that have, you know, really complicated cases that they may have, you know, may need to go get a blood transfusion and then they need to go into surgery, um, those are very, like, you know, prescribed paths. Mm-hmm. So instead of having the the nurse that's really worried about transporting from one place to the next or, you know, transmission of, you know, unwanted bacteria because of the equipment, yeah, you could actually design a really cool kind of, like, bus system okay in the hospital yeah okay so an upgraded transportation system yeah that either makes things easier or just hides them from in plain sight from patients or i don't know just more organized yeah more organized i think that there's a lot of prescribed paths within the hospital Mm -hmm. like even thinking about a mother that's coming in for delivery Mm -hmm. that's like a very prescribed path Mm mm-hmm and people usually go through, like, the ER before getting transported to other parts of the hospital. So, mm-hmm. like, having that kind of already designed flow, right? that would make it, yeah. you know, a much better experience for the for the mother. Right. It'd be cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, what else you got? What else? Um, like, the, having, like, the outdoors would be a really cool part okay. of um, the hospital. So, like, think, like, more more plants that are actually integrated as part of it. So, like... Okay walking through like a forest so so this would be actual exposure to the outside or kind of bringing the outside and making it indoorized i think we could so let's say we're like more in the northeast Mm -hmm. i think if you had a a hospital Mm -hmm. then 
Um, I think you could do the forest inside. Mm -hmm. um, like plants are our natural way of filtering out air. Mm -hmm. And it's just like so much better to see something green, right. like as opposed to, you know, a just like a wall. Yeah. yeah with a right. random portrait of who knows what right. doctor. Blue curtain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there a danger? So let's say in other areas, we actually expose them to the outside. Is there dangers in, is there difficulties in keeping that clean? I mean, you can't really control what's coming in from the outside. So Yeah. Um, I think there's actually more dangers than not exposing people to the outside mm -hmm. um, and okay. trying to keep them in those sterile environments. And I think there's an un... Like, it hasn't been measured necessarily how much of an impact being outside actually does to a patient. Like, let's say you have to be there for 30 days or longer and you had to be within one room yeah. and you got to see just one person. You didn't even get to see the sky. Like, you know, if you were to have that on mm -hmm. a regular day-to-day -day basis, that would just decrease your morale and you have to have really good outlook mm -hmm. if you're going to recover. Okay. Yeah. What do you see as the current barrier to doing that? Is it is it a a struggle to break against the norm or is it cost or is it all the above? Yeah, so I think it's a couple of things. One is definitely cost. Mm -hmm. I think hospitals have that incentive that they want to you know, keep costs down and make sure that they have the most beds that they can because that's how they can get their revenue. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely one thing. Um, another thing is the level of regulations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hospitals are highly regulated spaces. You need to have your escape routes clearly mapped. You have to have a certain number of sinks per mm -hmm. number of beds. Like, there's a lot of intricacies. Um, but I think if you think creatively about the problem, like, we would be we would be able to have hospitals that aren't just, you know, very like white mm -hmm. walls tiles everywhere mm -hmm. kind of spaces and you think is has there been enough like science measurements to show that that would have a significant impact i think it's like one of those things that it's not as easy to i feel like it might not be as easy to quantify mm -hmm. these qualitative things that make your lives better All right um you know, if we were thinking about where we would like to recover from, you know, surgery, we want to be with our family, we want to be with our friends, and I don't think we would ima imagine a hospital. So if you think about it from that perspective, um, yeah. It's just, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we might have to have a separate podcast just, just to talk hospitals. Yeah, redesigning, redesigning spaces. It's like, if you yeah. could take a step back, how would you actually think about this? And Right. It's, it's so hard because everyone already has an, an idea of what a hospital looks like. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Building redesigns very, very uh, trendy right now. All the offices are doing open offices and. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like very similar concept. Are open offices really that conducive to teamwork, or do you find that people actually like don't necessarily collaborate as much? I, I think. Oh, I think recent studies are showing that they're less productive yeah. than traditional offices, but. The hybrid system is like what's going to come next that people are saying is like, oh, this is actually the happy medium. But Yeah. So it's like the same concept for hospitals. Mm -hmm. Like people need more care from their primary care physicians, you know, people that are actually going to spend more time with them and mm -hmm. think about like, you know, larger things that they can improve in their lives so that they have better health mm -hmm. as opposed to like the one off care that you get at a hospital because, you know, you you broke your leg or, you know, you have diabetes because you didn't actually go to that doctor all those years and then you got gotcha. that kind of health thing. So, 
Yeah. Dang. <laughs> She's got plans, guys. She's got plans. Um, do you think there's potential for change in the near future? I think so. Um, I think we're starting to do a little bit more research into like mental health and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just thinking about the world in a different way. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this comes with, you know, us younger folk. Like thinking about things in a different way. Us younger folk, you younger folk. I've got my own <laughs> problems. I think we need you to solve this. Um, I think that is more or less going to bring an end to our podcast. Yeah. It's been a great podcast. Very enlightening. Probably the most on, on point podcast we've ever had. Maybe because we had two very genuine ideas as opposed to like a washer and dryer that folds your clothes. It helps one person in this dumb idea anyway. So. Thank you for bringing on two ideas. Of course. Thanks for having uh, me. Anything you want to give a shout out to? A person? Um, a friend? To all women doing engineering and science. Okay. Very nice. Girl power. Let's Very go. Very nice. <laughs> um, and again, I'd like to give a shout out to the Science March in DC, April 22nd. Look it up. Attend. It'll be fun. Let's make some good signs, everyone. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.